One of the most common things um, that I've heard through the years from uh, people my age who grew up Catholic and have stopped practicing the faith, when I ask them why they uh, no longer go to church, go to mass, practice the faith, or have left it behind completely, uh, don't even identify as Catholic anymore, one of the most common reasons is that my, poor, my parents forced me to go to mass every Sunday, and I got nothing out of it. And then finally, when I was old enough to choose for myself, I didn't want to do it. So I just never went back. There's a certain sense of that it was forced on me. It was an imposition. It was a restriction of my freedom. That's how I experienced Catholicism, the faith, the church. And so the moment that I had the right to choose, the moment that I was free to choose for myself what I did on Sunday mornings, it was a no-brainer. I wouldn't choose it. Why is it that so many people experience Christianity as a restriction of their freedom and that somehow shedding Christianity, leaving behind Christ, is experienced or, or seen at least as some kind of act of freedom when Christ explicitly has come to set us free? He's come to give us the truth and he says, the truth will make you free. I've come that you might have life and have it more fully. And yet so many people, what they receive or what they uh, experience in their upbringing as Catholics or as Christians is that that's not the case. It's, it seems like it's a restriction of my freedom, a lessening of my life, that I can experience more if I leave it behind. I think of uh, myself when I was a teenager. I went to confession for the first time in, in years, basically since I had been like a first confession age. I think we went a few times when I was in CCD class, but I didn't go before my confirmation. I, I really had basically left that sacrament behind. If they weren't going to make me do it, <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. And I had the same exact experience. That, that just seems like something kind of I don't feel like doing, and why would you make me do it? So if I'm free, I'm not going to. And somehow I was just, like through reading the scriptures with my dad and a few different experiences, I, I felt like I was kind of ready to go back, even though I didn't want to. Um, and I went into the confessional and, and was very reluctant to open my heart and to be really vulnerable, but the priest was very kind and, and helpful um, and coaxed it out of me. And I was, I was ready to kind of take responsibility for my own sin and shame and things that I'd gotten myself into that I didn't really want to, um, but were weighing me down and I didn't even realize it. And as I received absolution from this priest, forgiveness of my sins, the sacrament of penance, when I left, I felt free. Freer than I had ever felt in my life. And I really believe that that was the seed of the rest of my life. That, that, that experience of Christ and his salvation in, little, in a microcosm of that little moment of being 15 or 16 years old, however old I was, was that there was a truer freedom, a more free freedom than just doing whatever I wanted to do. And it was found in taking responsibility for my life, for my failures, for my sins, for my shame. But in that exact same moment that I took responsibility, receiving an overwhelming abundance of God's love, that he washed away those sins once I took responsibility, once I said them out loud, God's help was immediately there to show me a way out to give me another way. And I think this is the point, is that if we don't experience God as merciful, as mercy itself, then the demands of Christianity, the demands of the gospel, are too burdensome. Who could do it? 
And I even remember in high school, after having this experience, trying to communicate it to some of my close friends. And they were like, yeah, I mean, religion, being good Christians and stuff like that, that sounds good. I, I wish I could do it, but it's too hard. It's unrealistic. It's too strict. And I, I don't want to be so constricted. But I, I didn't have the words to, to explain what I had experienced. And in fact, sometimes I think I had gone back to just like, a, oh, well, the way to be really good and the way to feel this good is to just be really strict. And, and there was an immaturity to that faith that I had, that I had to learn as I grew uh, what it really meant to be free in Christ. But nevertheless, it's, it's not freedom if there is no mercy. That's the experience of the old law is that it, all it does is point out the fact that you can't live up to it. That's what St. Paul says. But in Christ, we have a new freedom. In fact, it's paradoxical, isn't it? That, like we're reading in the Sermon on the Mount today, all of these ways that Christ says, you've heard it said, you shall not kill. But I say, don't even get angry because you can go to hell if you call your brother Raka, which I guess means fool or dummy. At the smallest slip of the tongue that's uncharitable could cost you your soul, he's saying. Or don't commit adultery. That's what Moses says. But I say, if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. Like, who can live in this strict gospel? The demands of Christ are way more intense than just the Ten Commandments. Because he's saying you have to be more righteous than the scribes and Pharisees. You can't just check boxes and observe the law externally. It's got to penetrate to your inmost being. And I think this is the other part of the, the equation, is that our experience of freedom, that that false freedom of like doing whatever I want. That's sort of the teenage rebellion phase. I remember when I got to college, we used to joke and be like, dude, no parents. We can do whatever we want. And as we got older, me and my friends were in our late 20s, early 30s. We still say, dude, no parents. Like when we get together, we can do whatever we want. Stay up late, whatever. But it sounds ridiculous when you're old enough that you could be a parent yourself to find it so exciting not to have to do what somebody else tells you to do. Right? True maturity is not autonomy. It's not just doing whatever I want. It's responsibility. And why St. Paul says, like in the second reading today, we, we speak a wisdom to those who are mature. Like, right? A wisdom to those who are mature. He says, not of the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age. Because if they had understood this wisdom, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory, he says. What does that mean? When you look at the cross, Christ crucified, God in person, who's come to us to preach this kingdom, to preach this mercy, and you look at what we did to him, what you see is like manifested the teenage immaturity of the entire human race that says, we would be better off if you were dead, if you were gone, so that we could do whatever we want. I know you love us, right? I know you want what's best for us, but I don't trust you. I want to do what I want to do. And so we look at that cross and we, we look at the entire predicament of human beings in original sin. Is that we reject, we assassinate the very God who could save us, who could give us true freedom. But in the cross we also see the solution to that sin. The mercy, the open arms, the pierced heart flowing with blood and water to cleanse us from that sin. That the sin itself is the solution to the sin. The sin of deicide, of killing God, is his acceptance, 
right, of our hatred of him that swallows up that sin. His love washes it away if we accept it, if we unite ourselves to Christ in the cross. There's a very enigmatic saying in the first reading today from Sirach. He says, if you choose to, you can keep the commandments. If you choose to, you can keep the commandments. I don't know about you, but I have a hard time keeping the commandments. When I, when I read this list of demands uh, of what it means to be a Christian, what it means to really follow Jesus, it's hard to do that. I often don't choose to do it. But it's getting at something very true, that you are always free. You are always free to choose to keep the commandments. You're always true to, to, uh, free to choose the good. Even though we are all sinners, and this is the mystery of original sin, is that sin is inevitable. All of us are going to sin. But it's not irresistible. We still are responsible for our actions. There's two ways you can kind of abdicate your responsibility for sin, right? You can say, like, the devil made me do it, right? It was just this temptation, and, and, and he tricked me, and that's what Eve and Adam and Eve try to, to displace their personal responsibility, and so cut themselves off from grace, right? That's the beginning when they hide themselves from God because they've abused their freedom and they know it. They say, oh, the devil made me do it. They won't take responsibility. Or you can pathologize evil and say, like, well, I'm, I'm sick. I, I, I'm wounded. I, I, I'm not in control of my actions like, like an addict. Right? This is just a, a thing that, that my body or my heart just needs and I can't control my actions. This habitual sin will plague me forever and I just can't take responsibility for it. Both of those things are true. The evil one is out to seduce us and trick us and deceive us, to tempt us. It's also true that our habits, our fallen selves, our, our, our tendency to do evil or to fail to do good, make it really hard to choose the good. But as Catholics, we must believe that God can and will give us the grace to choose to do the good if we ask him. And so the bottleneck, I'll finish with this, The bottleneck is always our will. We have to want it. We have to want to be a saint. We have to want to be free and not settle for this ersatz, fake teenage freedom of doing whatever we want. Because it's not freedom, it's slavery. And what I found when I was a teenager was that I had burdened myself with all, all of these things that I didn't even know were weighing me down. And the moment that someone had come, Christ, to lift those burdens, I was like, thank God. But we have to want it. We have to desire it. There's a famous uh, prayer of St. Augustine when he was considering converting, when he was considering throwing all his cares on Christ, repenting of his sin and receiving baptism and trying to become a saint. And his big sin was lust. He said, Lord, make me chaste, but not yet. Meaning like he knew that that's what he ultimately wanted, was to be free of sin. But he knew that the moment that he chose it, He wasn't going to be able to ever go back without knowing that this really isn't freedom. This is choosing slavery. This is choosing death. God is putting before you, all of us, each and every day, life and death, freedom and slavery. He's asking us to choose freedom, to choose life. But how do we let our wills, how do we make our wills choose it? God has his grace always prepared for us, always ready, if we want it. And it's in those moments when we don't want it, when we feel the force of our habits driving us in a direction that's towards death, towards sin, towards slavery, that we call out to God and ask him, 
I know you want me to be a saint. I know that the gospel is really hard. And without your mercy, it's not possible. So give me your mercy. Give me your strength, your light, to know your will and to do it.